Welcome to episode two of Life with Aunt Lizzie, where you'll find some things to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your wee heart, as I dish out life from behind my bifocals. In this session, we're going to deal with some prayerful New Year's resolutions, along with secret codes for seniors and word twisters. So let's start out with some pet peeves. Here's a story of a woman's pet peeve couched in a story about a bear. I guess no matter what species you are, our job remains the same. So here's a far more accurate account of the events of that fateful morning. Baby bear goes downstairs, sits in a small chair at the table. He looks into a small bowl. It's empty. Who's been eating my porridge? He squeaks. Well, I don't think that really sounded like a squeak, but anyway, Daddy Bear arrives at the big table and sits in his big chair. He looks into his big bowl and it's also empty. Who's been eating my porridge, he roars. Mommy Bear puts her head through the serving hatch from the kitchen and yells, For heaven's sakes, how many times do I have to go through this with you idiots? It was Mummy Bear who got up first. It was Mummy Bear who woke everyone in the house. It was Mummy Bear who made the coffee. It was Mummy Bear who unloaded the dishwasher from last night and put everything away. It was Mummy Bear who swept the floor in the kitchen. It was Mummy Bear who went out in the cold early morning air to fetch the newspaper and croissants. It was Mummy Bear who set the darn table. It was Mummy Bear who walked the dog, cleaned the cat's litter tray, gave them their food, and refilled their water. And now that you've decided to drag your sorry bear butts downstairs and grace Mummy Bear with your grumpy presence, listen carefully, because I'm only going to say this once. I haven't made the dang porridge yet. Just a note. Thought we should give equal peeve time to our animal kingdom. You know, I don't know what's happened to the English language these days. All the short forms. Don't know what we used years ago. Uh, guess we just talked to our neighbors. We had lots of time to yak and gossip over the fence. We didn't use codes for words. So, in the modern world, here's an answer for us seniors. The kids have all their texting codes like BFF, Best Friends Forever, LOL, Laughing Out Loud, ROFL, Rolling on the Floor Laughing. So, why not some codes for us seniors? ATD, At the Doctors, BFF, Best Friends Funeral, BTW, Bring the Wheelchair, BYOT, Bring Your Own Teeth, FW1W, oh, forgot where I was. FYI, found your insulin. GHA, got heartburn again. LMDO, laughing my dentures out. LOL, living on Lipitor. LWO, Lawrence Welk's on. Okay, now, ROFL, CGU, rolling on the floor laughing, can't get up. WP, where's the prunes? GGLKI, gotta go, laxative kicking in. I'll never remember those. You sure would hope I wouldn't slip up when talking to a date. I'm sure they'd love to hear about my HGBM, had a good bowel movement, 
or OMSG, oh my, sorry, gas. <laughs> now that I think of it, I could scoot through the last one there and they'd never know. <laughs> by, by the time the smelly proof was there, I'd be long gone. Have you ever tried playing with words and arranging the letters to mean something else? Like when you arrange the letters for dormitory, dirty, room, slot machines, cash lost in me, animosity, is no amity. I don't know what that one means, but anyway, election results, lies, let's recount, snooze alarms, alas, no more Z's, a decimal point. I'm a dot in place. The earthquakes, that queer shake, 11 plus 2, 12 plus, one Presbyterian, best in prayer, astronomer, moon starer, desperation, a rope ends it, the eyes, they see George Bush, he bugs gore, the Morse code, here comes dots. And for the final Grand finale, mother-in-law, woman Hitler. Oh, where did they find these? Now here's our resident Claire to share some of her wisdom with you. She's got a column in the chatterbox called Soup to Nuts, where you'll find her wit and some of her experiences from being on the farm. So let me introduce her. Clara, would you like to take over now? Yeah, I sure would. Well, I'll just start anyway. Hi, folks. How are you with New Year's resolutions? Another year's whiz by. Christmas is over and the New Year's here waiting for all our promises that we rarely keep. Well, maybe you do, but I know I don't. The kind that sure feels good when we release them into the sky, hoping someone up there will hear them and magically, with no effort on our part, be done. Like, my will be done sort of thing. Well, I started to make up my usual list prayerfully. Like, number one, dear Lord, I just have to lose weight right away, and I don't want it to be painful. I want all that cake, chocolate, and Christmas goodies to pass on through, leaving no traces of their fat behind, and certainly not mine. Dear Lord, I need help with procrastination. I could get things done a lot quicker if you'd stop me from leaving what I'm doing to find out where I hid those darn sweets. So, the rest of my family couldn't snitch them all on me. Three, dear Lord, I need help to be nicer to people. I find I'm not my usually sweet self when others aren't doing exactly what I want, when I want, and how I want it done. Sometimes it just isn't fire, Lord. Four, dear Lord, I need to be more organized. I'm tired of throwing clothes, dirty laundry, books, and stuff into the closets when someone comes to visit. Why, the other day I looked for Crabby Dog and discovered in my haste he'd been tossed in there too. Well, guess that's enough, Lord. Well, I'll wait your help. I'll put my feet up on the couch and nibble away on my famous candy conkers. You know, I make them. Anyway, I had hid them under the cushions, so I find them. I found them, and oh, thank you, Lord. And oh, yes, 
Amen and thank you again, Lord. Yes, here's Miss Clearus. Hey, can you keep a secret? Well, let's see how you get around this one. It's called the secret. No, not the famous one about focusing on what you want and getting it. Let's take a listen. See if you can figure it out. Okay. A man's driving down the road and his car breaks down near a monastery. He goes to the monastery, knocks on the door and says, My car broke down. Do you think I could stay the night? The monks graciously accept him, feed him dinner, and even fix his car. As the man tries to fall asleep, he hears a strange sound, a sound like no other that he's ever heard. The next morning, he asks the monks what the sound was. But they say, we can't tell you because you're not a monk. Well, the man is disappointed, but thanks them anyway and goes about his merry way. Some years later, the same man's car breaks down in front of the same monastery. The monks again accept him, feed him, and even fixes his car. That night, he hears the same strange, mesmerizing sound that he had heard years before. The next morning, he asks what the sound was, but the monks reply, we can't tell you because you're not a monk. The man says, all right, all right, I'm dying to know. If the only way I can find out what that sound was is to become a monk, how do I become a monk? The monks reply, you must travel the earth and tell us how many blades of grass there are and the exact number of sand pebbles. When you find these numbers, you'll become a monk. The man sets about his task. Some 45 years later, he returns and knocks on the door of the monastery. He says, I've traveled the earth and devoted my life to the tax demanded and have found what you've asked for. There are 371 trillion, 145 billion, 236 million, 284,232 blades of grass. And gosh, you know what? I don't know what's after a trillion, maybe a zillion, but that's what I'll use here. Anyway, I digress. Here we go. Well, here goes. You get the message. 231 zillion, 281 trillion, 219 billion, 999 million, 129,382 sand pebbles on the earth. Man, I got through that. Hey, that was good. Oh, here I go digressing again. Let's get on with the story. The monks reply, congratulations, you're correct, and you're now considered a monk. We shall now show you the way to the sound. The monks lead the man to a wooden door where the head monk says, the sound's behind that door. The man reaches for the knob, but the door's locked. He asks, may I have the key? The monks give him the key and he opens the door. Behind the wooden door is another door made of stone. The man requests the key to the stone door. The monks give him the key and he opens it only to find a door made of ruby. He demands another key from the monks who provide it. Behind that door is another door, this one made of sapphire. And so it went on until the man had gone through the doors of emerald, silver, topaz, and amethyst. Finally, the monks say, this is the key to the last door. The man's relieved to be at the end. He unlocks the door, turns the knob, and behind that door, he's astonished to find the source of that strange sound. It is truly an amazing and unbelievable sight. Well, sorry folks, 
but I can't tell you what it is because you're not a monk. <laughs> Don't you just love these things? I'd love to hear from you, and if you would, please send me an email at liz at lizunderhill.com. If you have some stories of your own that would be uplifting to our listeners and you'd like to share, yours could land up in the podcast or in the chatterbox. Don't forget to subscribe to the chatterbox at www.lifewithauntlizzie.com to get your free personal subscription before it goes online. Meanwhile, take care, keep smiling, until the next time, bye for now.